Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. It is Monday. We are back. Hope you guys had yourselves a good weekend and are staying safe and uh, taking care of yourselves and all your loved ones and checking up on them. Hope you guys are doing well. We're back for another week of football talk and news and stuff like that. We've got mock drafts to talk about. Uh, We're going to look at a couple of mock drafts that just came out over the weekend. One at the Draft Network, one at Draft Wire. And I think it's time for another, because I haven't done one of these in a while. I think it's time for another live seven-round mock right here on the podcast. So looking forward to that. But quick bit of news to discuss on this Monday. A couple of signings that were just reported. One is an intriguing linebacker. Uh, addition. The Panthers have actually just signed or agreed to a team or agreed to terms with Tahir Whitehead, the former linebacker of the Detroit Lions and the Raiders. Uh, pretty, pretty solid player. Came in, was a fifth round pick, of course, of the Detroit Lions in 2012 and uh, worked his way eventually into the starting lineup. Had himself a pretty solid pretty solid run with the Lions and then spent uh, two seasons with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so his career so far through his uh, seven seasons, he's posted 627 total tackles, three sacks, three fumbles, or excuse me, three forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries, five interceptions, and 24 pass deflections. Could be a nice option there on the outside. Nice, nice pickup there. So definitely, uh, definitely intrigued. By that one, you know, I've always thought Whitehead, you know, throughout his career in Detroit and then went over to Oakland. He's developed into a pretty solid player for a fifth-round pick. You know, he's a strong player, really tough, really like the way, really like the way he just gets after it. So, I'm really, intri- really, uh, really intrigued, really interested what uh, what the Panthers are going to do with this uh, with Whitehead in this defense. So, I'm excited about this one. And then the other signing that was just reported, and I think this one's really fun because this was a player, of course, that a lot of people were wondering, where's he going to go? And that is the pretty much the star of the XFL, and that was P.J. Walker, the quarterback of the Houston Roughnecks, has signed with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, really like this signing. Look, we know the Panthers are trying to rebuild at the quarterback position. You know, obviously the big contract to Teddy Bridgewater, and then you're trying to find guys after that. And look, we know P.J. Walker was one of the stars, if not the star, of the XFL season, or at least what all we had of the XFL season, about five weeks of it. But, you know, in, in five games... Walker threw 15 touchdowns and only threw four interceptions of over 1,300 passing yards. And Houston did not lose a game. They were they were 5-0 and when, when the season was canceled. And P.J. Walker was a big reason for that. He really, really showed a good arm, really got that, really got that offense going. So we knew there was definitely going to be some NFL interest once, uh, once Monday morning came around and teams were officially able to sign players from the XFL. I think I read there were a couple other teams that may have been interested or at least were looking at him 
but uh, he does land, does officially land with the Carolina Panthers. So really excited about that. And it gives him a chance to get reunited with Matt Rule because, of course, P.J. Walker was the quarterback at Temple while Matt Rule was there at Temple as head coach. So Rule will get a chance to work with him again. Uh, so really excited. And who knows? You know, P.J. Walker still uh you know still fairly young obviously i mean he's you know he came out of college after the 16 season so still fairly young still a chance to develop and you know who knows maybe he ends up being the guy taking over to, for teddy bridgewater maybe maybe the panthers don't plan on drafting a quarterback maybe this was their maybe this was their plan here bring in teddy bridgewater for the foreseeable future and then maybe their hope is to eventually develop pj walker into into the eventual starter and maybe that opens up some of the other positions when it comes to when it comes to the draft because they've certainly been adding some small pieces in free agency uh with, you know names like uh seth roberts former raiders wide receiver Farrell. i mean they've definitely been busy with the with the cheap wide receiver signings for sure seth roberts Farrell cooper uh, keith kirkwood a lot of a lot of young, lesser-known names, but uh, a couple of developmental guys, but especially Cooper. We talked about him. We know he's a really good special teamer as well. He's a really good returner, and so you figure that spot's probably set now for uh, for the Panthers. Cooper back there, and then Roberts, you imagine right now, is probably the third wide receiver. Uh, probably could stand to improve on that, but for the moment, uh, he would he would probably be on the field if the Panthers are running any three wide receiver sets, but they've certainly been building that. And of course, a couple other free agent signings that we've discussed, but those are two, two uh, more signings that were just reported on Monday. PJ Walker, the XFL star quarterback, and then former Raiders and Lions linebacker to hear Whitehead also coming to the Carolina Panthers. So with that in mind, let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about the two mock drafts that I that I alluded to at the top of the show. We'll start at the draft network. So again, the two we're talking about are Jordan Reed's latest mock draft at the draft network and Luke Easterling's latest mock draft over at Draft Wire. Both of these are three rounds. So we've got a little bit to talk about here. So let's start with Jordan Reed. At the Draft Network. Now, the note we have to put at the top here is that this is a trade that, or this is a mock, excuse me, that did not involve trades. Jordan just kept it as the same order for all the rounds, no trades, so we know where the Panthers are going to pick going into this. So we're at number seven. Uh, so to set the table, like I always do, first six picks so you guys see who's off the board with that first pick. So Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Chase Young to the Redskins, Jeff Okuda to the Lions, Tristan Wirfs to the Giants, Tua Tungle-Vailoa to the Dolphins, and then Justin Herbert to the Chargers. So those are the six off the board. So at number seven, he has the Panthers selecting Isaiah Simmons, the Clemson linebacker. He says the Carolina Panthers are prepared to undergo a rebuild on the fly. It would be wise for them to trade this pick and stockpile draft capital, which is highly likely. But for the sake of this no-trades mock draft, 
They elect to take the versatile chess piece in Isaiah Simmons. He'll drop into their defense right away and provide playmaking ability it sorely lacks. And now that we've gotten the, the signings of Teddy Bridgewater and P.J. Walker, like I said before, maybe now they're starting to slowly take themselves out of the quarterback market in the draft, at least at the very top. And if that's the case, then that obviously opens the door more for Isaiah Simmons, Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, uh, one of the offensive tackles. So in this case, or somehow if Jeff Okuda falls to them at seven. But in this case, um, I obviously can't argue the Isaiah Simmons pick. We know how versatile Simmons is. We know for a rebuilding team like the Panthers and the talent they need on defense, Isaiah Simmons would be a, a really nice fit. You know, there, a couple of these players, I really don't think you can go wrong. You know, whether it's Brown or Kinlaw, then you sure up the middle of your defensive line for a while. Isaiah Simmons helps sure up your back seven because you can play him pretty much anywhere at linebacker. You can play him at the safety positions. So, and especially with uh, Eric Reed gone, you know, now you, you brought in Justin Burris, but. Maybe you let Simmons play a little bit of safety at the time, or maybe he can be kind of your, maybe you run like a, a big nickel type deal with Isaiah Simmons effectively as a, a third safety. You know, so there's obviously a lot you can do with Simmons. So I can't really fault the pick at all. I, th I think Simmons, and I've said before, you know, because we've, we've talked about him numerous times now, I think he'd be a, a really great fit. And, and again, I think the odds now of him coming to Carolina or some of these other defensive players, the chances probably went up because now, now I'm not so sure how, how much interest they're going to have in these top quarterbacks. Again, these quarterbacks may not even be on the board, but now that you brought in a guy that clearly the Panthers were highly interested in, in PJ Walker. And again, there's another of those Matt rule connections. So they probably have some sort of plan with pj walker so it probably and i saw josh klein tweet about this too his expectation is that the panthers take somebody in round one and possibly even round two that both become starters for this team which makes a lot of sense get him on the field you start developing him and then um, you just start building the team over the next couple of years to hopefully become a contender by maybe 21 hopefully uh, 22 so that's, again, where these defensive guys start coming more into play, and even the offensive tackles, even with the acquisition of Russell Okun, because he's only under contract for one year. You know, it's hard to say right now whether or not the Panthers are going to keep him beyond this year. So you might want to think about you might want to think about bringing in an offensive tackle as well, or at least start having, start having to think about, uh, the future of that position but again at this point i think they can still go in a number of directions and really have a good shot of hitting no matter what round two they go with jaylon johnson cornerback out of utah listed six nine uh, six feet 190 uh just gonna skim some of the the scouting reports on the draft network jonah tolls who, by the way, I'm excited to see what his next adventure is. Uh, it sounds like he got a really great opportunity, so I'm really excited for him. Uh, actually compares Jalen Johnson to Vontae Davis, 
which is a really nice com comparison, says, Sudden athlete with high ceiling as a lockdown corner. Sticky on the hip pocket and doesn't lack confidence or aggressiveness. Average size and length hurts his ability to contest every catch point, but he is scheme flexible and best in press man on the boundary. Uh, Joe Marino compares him to Razul Douglas, which isn't a bad one either. You know, Douglas has been a pretty decent corner, I think, in his time with the Eagles. Joe says, for a team in search of an option to match up with bigger-bodied receivers with press coverage, which certainly fits the NFC South when you go up against Mike Evans um, and a couple of a couple of these guys, but Mike Evans is the first one that comes to mind, uh, then Johnson is an appealing prospect. He has the size, length, physicality, and ball skills needed to hold his own. With that said, he does have restrictions to be mindful of. His sloppy eye discipline, lack of transitional quickness, tight hips, and modest long speed will be problematic at the next level. In addition, for a corner with such impressive moments as a tackler and in coverage, the reluctance that sometimes shows up in run support is disappointing. Johnson has enough tools to develop, but growth is needed for him to be more than a matchup and scheme-specific option. So that's just a little taste of uh, who Jalen Johnson is from the guys there at the Draft Network. So that's Jordan's round two pick for the Bengals, and then in round three, Jordan Elliott, the interior defensive lineman out of Missouri. And again, taking a look at some of the uh, the scouting reports there as well. Joe Marino compares him to Dwan Edwards, uh, the longtime Raven there. It says Elliott spent his freshman season at the University of Texas before transferring to Missouri. After playing in limited reps in 2017, just 89 snaps, Elliott enjoyed a breakout season in 2018 before declaring for the draft. While he's far from a finished product, his growth is encouraging. There is mental and technical growth needed for him to make an impact in the NFL, but his deficiencies are teachable. I don't expect much from Elliott early in his career, but he has the traits needed to work, needed to find work as a two-gapping five technique in a three-four front that also provides some interior pass rush ability. And then I'll just read Ben Solak, uh, some of his pros and cons. Uh, pros built in the, says he's built in a lab, has a great length throughout his frame, ideal mass, and not much bad weight at all. Uses length and upper body power extremely well when he's initiating contact with his hands to shock offensive linemen into the backfield and disrupt blocking designs in the run game. Uh, but I'll just read the top of his cons. Block deconstruction a worry, but from a technique perspective and not from a physical, not from physical tools. Too often dies on his rep in the running game because he plays out of control and fails to disassociate himself from his blocker in a timely manner as the back reads the hole. So it's just a quick look at uh, Jordan Elliott, but that's the third round pick. So uh, Isaiah Simmons, Jalen Johnson, Jordan Elliott, those are the three picks for the Panthers from Jordan Reed in his latest mock draft. And as we shift gears to Luke Easterling's latest mock at the draft wire, and this one does have projected trades. So again, first six picks to set the stage. Joe Burrow to the Bengals, Chase Young to the Redskins. Then we have a trade. He has the Dolphins moving up from 5-3 to three to take Tua Tungo-Vailoa. He's got the Giants taking Tristan Wirfs, 
Lions getting Jeff Okuda at number five. And then Justin Herbert at number six. And then he also has the Carolina Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons. His write-up is, The retirement of Luke Keekley took the NFL world by surprise and left the Panthers with a gaping hole in their defense that they weren't planning on having to address this offseason. While a presence like Keekley is not easily replaced, landing a rare athlete and playmaker like Simmons to help fill the void is far from the worst possible outcome. No matter where Simmons lines up at the next level, he's going to be a game wrecker. So, he has Isaiah Simmons as well. Obviously, don't need to get into too much detail because we literally just talked about him. Uh, but then we scroll through for uh, into round two. We see that Luke has the Panthers taking Noah Igbenogany. I believe I'm saying that right. Igbenogany, the cornerback out of uh, out of Auburn, a guy we've talked about before. Very, very solid player there. Um, you know, for those that aren't too familiar with him, I'll just read up his quick uh, draft profile. Also here from uh, from the NFL scouting combine, uh, he's actually the son of two Olympic caliber track athletes. From Nigeria, his mother won a bronze medal with the Nigerian 4x100 relay team in '92, and his father won five SEC titles in the long and triple jumps at Mississippi State. So obviously, very athletic family. Uh, he was actually a top 25 wide receiver recruit na nationally and first team All State, and actually began at Auburn on offense. But then moved to corner in 18, started nine games. And then in 2019, uh, started all 13 games. So he really, really developed his, his work at corner in just two years. Uh, Lance Zierlein actually compares him to Darquez Denard, the former first-round pick of the Bengals, who now is in Jacksonville. Says, stocky but explosive receiver turned corner whose play generates both intrigue and concern. He's extremely physical from snap to whistle with the strength to alter route timing from press. He's a good athlete with a plus burst to close. He's naturally aggressive to ambush catch tries. Staying in phase on the vertical plane is a challenge and pattern recognition is surprisingly average. Improvement is likely with more experience and technique, but playing with downfield poise is not guaranteed. He's good in run support and offers early special teams help as he continues to learn his craft. So that's that's the Panthers' second round pick from Luke. And then in round three, he goes with Jonah Jackson, the guard out of Ohio State. And, I mean, at this point we know they have holes, or at least questions, at the guard position, especially now that Greg Van Roten is headed to the New York Jets on a three-year contract. I mean, it got to the point where the Panthers were out of the price range, or well, I should say Van Roten was out of the price range of the Panthers' hopes, and so it became pretty apparent that he would not be returning to Carolina. But So again, he is headed to the Jets, so now there's obviously two holes to fill at guard. You figure one of them probably going to be uh, Dennis Daly. They did sign John Miller, 
the former Cincinnati Bengal to a, I think, a one-year contract. I think about $4 million. So he potentially could start. But I think you still want to grab somebody to develop and potentially even compete for one of those two guard positions. And, you know, Jonah Jackson could be one of those guys. Obviously, a bunch of other guard options. But in this case, or at least in this mock, it was Jonah Jackson out of Ohio State. So that's Luke Easterling's latest mock draft and then we looked at jordan reed's mock draft so with that i think it's time for my time to shine as it were i'm gonna give it a shot now with the with the mock draft machine over at the draft network and i think to keep it consistent we're gonna stay with uh no mock draft or no trades rather we're just gonna do the do the seven rounds and just kind of see what kind of what kind of team we can come up with. So loading it up here and let's start the draft. So to set the stage, first six picks. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, Tua, and Herbert. So Panthers are on the board. Uh, the top three quarterbacks are off the board. So we're going to stay away from quarterback, uh, obviously. Uh, and Simmons is off the board. Okuda is off the board. So seven here. I'm going to stick with Derek Brown. At this point, I think he'd probably be the top guy on the board. So I'll go with Derek Brown to sure up that uh, defensive line with Okuda and with Simmons off the board. So Derek Brown to pick at number 10. Or excuse me, at number 7, not number 10. I don't know why I said 10. Pick number 7 is uh, is Derek Brown. So now we're making our way into round number two, pick 38 overall. We've got guys like uh, a couple running backs, Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins on the board. Kenneth Murray is on the board, which is intriguing, especially at the uh, the linebacker position. We can go with Lucas Niang at offensive tackle, Austin Jackson. But I think we're going to address the safety position here. Um, you know, again, we... They did give Trey Boston a three-year deal and gave Justin Burris a small contract, but still believe they might attack safety, and especially this particular guy who's very versatile, Antoine Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota. Really like his game. Obviously, the big question for him, as we discussed before, is the is just his health. You know, he's had plenty of injury concerns throughout his career at Minnesota, but if he stays healthy. I think it could be a really good safety. So back on the board at pick number 69. And, you know, we could still go after some corners here. In fact, I think we're going to go after the guy that we just talked about with Jordan Reed in round two. But I'm going to get him here in round three. Jalon Johnson, the corner out of Utah. So now we've just addressed two positions on the secondary. We've got, we've got our young safety in Antoine Winfield. We've got our corner in Jalon Johnson so really feel good about that and then we have attacked obviously defense the defensive line with Derek Brown so we're really starting to reshape the defense uh, probably going to look offense now as we're back on the board here at 113 uh, a couple guys on the offensive side that are available Zach Moss is on the board at Utah Thaddeus Moss the tight end out of LSU Antonio Gibson the Memphis running back uh, a couple of interior offensive linemen as well here. And I think that's the direction we're going to go in. Because I want to 
get a guard to, like we talked about with Luke Easterling's mock. I want to get a guard that can come in and at least compete with uh, with John Miller and maybe Dennis Daly. Got to get some bodies in there to because you've got two positions now at guard that you've got to fill now that Trey Turner's been traded to the Chargers and now that Greg Van Roten has signed with the Jets. And I'm going to go with Damian Lewis. I'm a fan of his. Uh, r- really nice build, really strong. Really think he can come in and uh, and help this offense. And, of course, you've got the Joe Brady factor as well because you've got the LSU connection. So Damian Lewis is going to be the pick here in round number four. You know, Thaddeus Moss also could have been that option as well with the, the Joe Brady connection. But you have to wonder... You know, I still feel like I, Ian Thomas is a good tight end. I figure they'd at least uh, want to look at him. I, I think he could still provide some good stuff for uh, for this offense. Now we're back on the board here. And uh, we're in round five. And there's a guy on here that had uh, a really good bench at, at the Combine. I think his, uh, his 40 was pretty decent. Uh, overall, his profile is not bad at all, especially for a fifth-round pick. A good playmaker out of Wisconsin and can really help as that third receiver. And, and maybe you could put him outside with Curtis Samuel in the slot. And I think it'd be a, an intriguing three-receiver duo there, bringing this guy in in the fifth. So we're going to go with Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver out of Wisconsin. So bring him in. Now we'll have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Quintez Cephas as our three. You can roll Seth Roberts as the fourth. And then, of course, brought in Farrell Cooper as the returner. So he'd be the fifth. And then, you know, maybe Kirkwood ends up as the sixth. But uh, back on the board, round six, pick number 184. And I think we're going to uh, we're going to grab the, the top linebacker here on the board because we haven't really touched on that yet. So we'll go with the best available linebacker on the board. And that is uh, another LSU Tiger, actually, Jacob Phillips. In round six, so we've got one pick left. Round seven, as we're scrolling through, and if we look at uh, who the draft network, at least uh, at this point, says our team needs are based on our picks, as we get on the board here at pick 221. So we've actually addressed uh, six of the top seven that they have, uh, or I should, yeah, six of the top seven in. Defensive lineman, corner, linebacker, inside offensive line, wide receiver, safety, and then quarterback. But, again, we we got our developmental guy now, I think, in uh, P.J. Walker, and then interior defensive lineman. So we go back to the board, and I think we're going to double up here on corner because I think we could definitely use some more bodies there. I mean, surprisingly, there's been no word either on – I don't, I don't recall hearing anything yet on Ross Cockrell, you know, but maybe maybe he's going to end up being one of those receive or one of those corners that um, you know might have to wait a little bit. But even still, I think we can use some more bodies. And I've become a big fan of Dane Jackson after seeing him at the Senior Bowl. I thought he performed really well for his size. And in round seven, I think he's a guy you can bring in and develop, and you know he could be a, a solid nickel for for a team. So Dane Jackson going to be the pick here 
in round seven. And with that, the seven-round mock is in the book. So, again, to recap, Derek Brown at number seven, Antoine Winfield at 38, Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Utah, at 69, Damien Lewis, the LSU guard at 113, Quintez Cephas, the Wisconsin receiver, at 152, Jacob Phillips, the LSU linebacker at 184, and Dane Jackson, the Pittsburgh corner at 221. So that's the latest. Uh, that's kind of another mock draft roundup, I guess. Uh, the two over the weekend, and then my own stab at it. So I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, as always, appreciate you guys supporting and listening all the time. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Hope you guys have yourselves a great rest of the day. Uh, remember, tune in on Spotify and Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to. We are there. And, of course, f find me on Twitter. It's just my name with the underscore, plain and simple. And uh, so with that, I'm going to get out of here. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon.